wrestling friends. This podcast is brought to you by Spartan Combat. Spartan Combat is a wrestling clothing company who's doing a giveaway as we speak on Instagram. They're giving away two really sweet backpacks. Go to Spartan X Apparel and click on the post that has the two backpacks in it. You'll see all the information you need to register for the giveaway. That's Spartan X Apparel on Instagram. S-P-A-R-T-A-N-X-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Doing a giveaway right now for two sweet book bags. All right, folks, let's get to the show. Coach Miller one time was like, hey, it's 19 steps. It's 19 steps from my locker to when I get into the practice room. And those 19 steps, everything else is gone because that's my job. My job is to be focused here now not be somewhere else. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it allowed me to focus and channel my energy we're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's it's five percent of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time I spent wrestling, if it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. This is your host, Ryan Warner. As always, we're presented by Spartan Combat. Go to SpartanCombat.com to shop Yanni D merchandise. Today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is the great Doug Schwab, head coach at the University of Northern Iowa, Olympian, National champ for the Iowa Hawks back in 1999. Doug and I recorded this interview at the UNI Wrestling Room, so there's a bit of background noise. There's a, a fan going on, and near the end of the interview, some wrestlers come in the come in the wrestling room to get practice started. So bear with us. You barely notice it, but I really enjoyed this conversation. Most of the talk is about Doug and his career at UNI, but then at the end... I selfishly kind of dovetail and start talking about TJ Williams and the Tony Davis documentary that I'm working on. As you know, we produce audio documentaries about two times a year, The Smiths being one of them, Slang Satia being one of them, and our next one, which will be live in March slash April, will be the Tony Davis audio documentary. Tony Davis is an Illinois legend, and he has one of the craziest you know, up-and-down stories you're ever going to hear. But in 1999, at the NCAA tournament, Tony Davis and TJ Williams, club teammates, met in the NCAA finals. So Doug and I talk about that a little bit at the end, but a whole bunch of gold nuggets in this interview before then. Fan of the week goes to a couple recent Apple podcast reviews. Tommy John 42, five-star review, my favorite podcast. TR Twins, another five-star review. And just the words here, just so... You know, it means so much. I really appreciate it, how much you guys enjoy the show. A couple more here. Rich, CME, Toasty Evergreens, Austin Bayer, 
Arnie, D-Man, thank you all so much for leaving reviews. And if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us a review, give us a rating. It helps bubble up this show to wrestling fans just like you. All right, folks, let's get to the interview with Doug Schwab. Peace! Well, Coach, I figured we could talk about half you and I coaching and current stuff, and then about half we'll switch over to... Anything you want. Cool. So let's talk about current state. We're in the season here. You guys are heading out to Florida in a couple days. One kid I've really been focusing on for you guys is, is it Ket Kaizen? Parker, yeah. Tell Parker. us about his journey to you and I and what you've seen with him so far. Uh, I mean, just keep saying he's a workhorse, but I mean, he just continues to put more work in. You know, it's funny because I was just, I was just thinking about him the other day because we do, we do a little weekly show and he was on. We always have a, we always have an athlete come in and I was like, I mean, remember when you first came in, like he was like, scared of getting tired, didn't think he was going to be in shape. And I'm like, you're going to be in shape, don't worry. You know, so just little things. And now, now it's not, not something he even, doesn't even think about, but just how much he'd grow and mature. And, you know, I could tell you that, you know, Lee saw me, he's like, this dude's going to be really good. And then you, you start seeing him get better and better. And then from the start, we're like, man, we think this guy's going to be really good. Um, and, and you continue to see him develop and mature. And, man, he wants to be great. And he, lead, he, leads, he leads our team – by being the last one in every dang day, well, close. I could, Gunderson, Gunderson's giving him a run for his money, <laughs> but he's always doing a little bit more. You know, I, I think he took to heart. Talk about hey, ten extra minutes a day, what that adds up to be, and he ends up doing a lot more than ten. But if you compound that over time, what that does, and we talk about inches and ounces, and he lives it. Um, and just being a freshman, getting third in the country, I think how he competes, you know, that that's what catches a lot of people's eyes because he takes a lot of risk. He goes underneath guys a lot in. That breaks out of the mold right now. I think everyone that's like, man, I love watching that guy. And I'm like, well, why do you love watching him? Well, he keeps attacking. He stays in there. And, you know, it's like, you know, so that when you start seeing a guy that kind of breaks the mold and then you have a guy like that on your team, I think it raises a level for everyone. And you start seeing other guys that are like, well, I told you guys, I'd, I'd grab on this guy's coattail. And I'm going to do what he does. And then if I can do more than him, I'm going to be in pretty damn good shape. <laughs> but he's, uh, but he's, you know, he's, he's got out of his comfort zone just being a leader too, though. And, and, talking and getting up in front of the groups rather than not his thing, but he's realizing that, okay, man, if I want to take a next step too as a leader, I want to be uncomfortable. I want to grow in other ways. Like, I, yeah, I could stay right here in my box and keep keep things very easy, but that's not what he wants to do. He wants to have a great team, and he wants to have this program be great. And it's very important to him. So, um, you know, I don't know. I've been, I couldn't be more happy with the work that he's done. And, and you know, Ashgren, Max did a great job with him too, bringing him in. Really been very – I've been very happy with the athletes that we've got from, from Askren and just the long game. I mean, they play the long game. They're trying to get better at the sport. They love the sport. They're always trying to work and get better, and Parker embodies that as well as anybody. So, What other kids have you seen from, from that academy come down to you guys? We've had – well, we have – sorry, I mean, Dejon Johnson's on our team right now. Um, he, went, he went through Askren. Um, you know, we'll have my, my mind's mush right now. That's okay. But a couple guys have come <laughs> out. Colin Rebuto uh, was out there. Uh, we have a guy, Connor Thorpe, this year. Uh, Gunnarsson was part of it. And, you know, when in really like what they do and how, how, how they have their guys prepared for, for college. Um, like I said, just in, guys are translating very well and they fit pretty well. And I think start, you start finding certain places that maybe just philosophically how they go about things just mesh pretty well. Uh, you know, you're going to have different technical things that, that everyone does. But for us, man, we just want to figure out how guys can score points and wrestle and wrestle within their style. Not just, 
you know, and hey, you've got to fit within this box. Like there's a foundation from positions that I think have to be kind of across the board. Um, but beyond that, then you just you let them you let them figure that out and you help guide them with it. But I don't know, I've been really happy with the guys that we've got from there and, and what they've added to our team. And when you look at guys coming into college, you've seen a lot of classes come in. What are some of like the big areas where high school kids are, are usually a little bit short coming in? So that if I'm a high school kid listening to this, I can make sure I'm on my game if I come to your program. The intensity and duration of just the season, you know, the focus of a practice room, because most guys, they've come into where they're coming from, they've probably been the best guy or close to the best guy. So getting challenged daily didn't happen a whole lot. So you can, I don't want to say take off practices, but you can get by without maybe your best or the highest level of focus or energy and then you know, you got some guys that are in here and, you know, the older guys are like, well, I'm going to show this younger guy. I'm going to, you know, heck, I was that guy that a couple of years ago and I'm going to make sure that he understands that. But, you know, I would say that just being able to, and, and our, our young guys are kind of getting into it a little bit right now because they've probably been through about what the season would be, high school season. And now you still have the second half of the season. Um, so just getting them, their mind kind of wrapped around that and that not getting overwhelmed by it, um, that when and these young guys have done a really, really dang good job. I've been very happy with what they've done. But bottom is usually always a, just a tough area. One, because guys maybe aren't as physically strong, and they haven't spent as much time on bottom. Um, hand fighting, being able to finish attacks, that's, you know, that's kind of across the board. But then I just think the, the energy and focus and being able to handle that, that kind of season. Because you don't know if you've never been through it. Um, but I think these guys are starting to be more prepared just one RTCs. So guys are being in the college room before. Um, I just think there's better coaches out there too. You know what I mean? We just talked about asking you and you start going through all these, these clubs and these guys are prepared very well coming in. Um, so that helps, but I just don't think there's anything that can prepare you for the length, the intensity of practice of a season of week to week of every time you have to come in, you have to tee it up every time. And so that's the one thing I would tell these young, these young guys is, when you're coming in and practice and like you want to take off practice or I can kind of get away with this, eh, don't, don't allow, don't allow that to kind of creep in because when you get into the root, when you get into a college room, boy, you're going to get exposed hard. And I just think that's part of growing too, though. I don't know if you can really understand some of it until you go through it. It's crazy how you said high school seasons, you know, they're kind of at that point now because you figure like October, November, December, they're thinking they're feeling good, but they still got the, the second half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, and I'm going to talk to our team today just about kind of how you utilize your time. And, and you've all been, we've all been where like time goes like that, right? And you're like, oh, okay, that, that went so fast. You know, what, where was your mind at? I mean, you're probably, you were probably engrossed, you're into it, you're excited about what you're doing. And then we've had times where, the, I mean, my mom earlier used to say the seconds are minutes, the minutes are hours, and the, the hours are days, you know? And that's, and we've all, I think, when you want to be somewhere else, then that's, you know, so we're trying to keep guys present, keep them focused. And that's kind of what I'm talking about, being able to not get too caught up into some of those other things, just being here right now. And that's, that's a skill too, that you have to learn how to be able to do. I mean, that's just, a, that's just a, to me, a life skill that you have to be able to do. And man, if we can do it in here under a lot of stress, then I think you should be able to do that in your everyday life too. I was just watching a documentary on Tom Brady. I know you're a Red Sox guy. They're big on block out the noise. And that's just, you think about any noise we have in wrestling is minimal compared to what they get with the public scrutiny, but it's like that's something I've been thinking about all week. Like, just if you just block out the noise and stay focused. Distractions. I mean, it's in, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up with the social media, the phone, those things that can, that can get you. Cause, well, you get in the comparison so quick. 
you know, and being able to stay kind of focused in what you were seeing uh, for love of the game. I can't, it makes me think clear the mechanism, you know, it's like just, it's gone. And that's to me, if you can, if you can do that, um, and give, we give some guys some, some things to be able to do for me. And I remember coach, coach Miller one time was like, Hey, it's 19 steps. It's 19 steps from my locker to when I get into the practice room and those 19 steps, everything else is gone. Cause that's my job. My job is to be focused here now not be somewhere else. I, I got to be able to give my best to my team. And think about that every time when I, when I, when I walk in, like everything else, cause we're human too, right? <laughs> you know, we have some other things that can, can want to pull us or we can be distracted, but that's not, that's one, it's not setting an example, but two, it's just, that's not my job. My job is to be here in the now and displaying to these guys what that is. And, and yeah, we're all going to have things that are going to, going to want to pull at us, but like you said, and block that noise. And that's a, I don't know, that's a skill too. Yeah. And you think about, yeah, I was listening to our first conversation. One of the areas I wanted to dig a little bit deeper on was your run to a world team in 07. And you think about ounces, ounces and inches compounded from when you get to, you know, out of high school all the way through to 07. You're doing that on the daily for years. Tell me about your run to the world team in 07 because we didn't get into all the details last yeah, time. Just... Well, heck, I got, I got seventh at the Open, you know, and in... I think I was supposed to wrestle maybe Jesse Jansen for seventh and eighth. And at that time it was like, if you, if you, if you weren't top seven, you didn't even get to go, you know, you had to go, but he, he didn't have wrestling anyway. I think I wrestled in the mini tournament. They had a mini tournament to even get into the tournament because they only seated like the top eight and all that stuff. So I was pissed off just going in, you know, cause I'd been, I'd been third, fourth, fifth, you know, I'd been in there and, and fairly consistent, obviously hadn't been the top one or two guys, but you know, I don't think they even seated me and I'm like, okay. And then, you know, then I get, I make it through that tournament. I actually got beat by Tian Ware in that tournament. I got through that tournament. I play seventh. And then, you know, the open, I think I started with maybe Tian Ware. Then I wrestled Lawrence, Esposito, Freyer. And just, you know, you put a, put a day together. Um, and that, like I said, I think that had been a long time coming. I beat all those guys at one time, but I hadn't beat them together. And, you know, that day really, I probably about as underdog as you could get, you know, in that situation. And there was not a single person other than myself and my coach and uh, that really like thought, oh, this guy's got a chance, you know, because I think a lot of people were like, well, what the hell are you doing? You know, hey, you've been on the circuit. This is your fifth or sixth year here. You haven't broke through, like kind of, I mean, I even had some people close to me like, ah, maybe. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go out on my time. You know what I'm saying? It's not, yeah, I'm, that's not something you deciding and you telling me isn't anything is going to, it makes me, it pisses me off more. Like, I'll, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> but part of that is, is okay. It had to make some adjustments too in training. And we'd had been at Virginia Tech then and we came back to Iowa. Um, so there was other things that were going on. And I think, you know, those things got in line, had Zadik, had, had, had some, you know, had some other workout partners, I think that helped and just being consistent, you know I mean? It's like, man, I believed in them, but breakthrough was going to come for a long time. And you know, you kind of put those guys, put those guys kind of together and find a way to win. And then I think I lost the first match to Bono. And then, you know, you win the next two and you're on the dang world team. And I think everyone's like, eh, I didn't know. I didn't think this guy, one, would put that together. You know, even national team coaches are like, ah, really surprised you're here. I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I understand, but also then my job is to make it so you know, you're, you're not surprised moving forward. Um, I, don't, I just remember that day and like, you, you know, you won a first match. I said, that, 
I, I would say I would say the last the last time I wrestled where he beat me. I think the last time that Lawrence wrestled me beat me. Maybe even the last time SB, I mean all those guys that kind of beat me and just you know you put it you put a real good day together. And then to me it was like heck if I'm here in the finals I better win or, or figure out a way to win this damn thing or this Bono is gonna he's gonna have a war on his hands. And uh, I could tell you at the end of the first match, I remember because I had him in tripod. Both his hands are out out of the circle. And they didn't give me a point. And it, there's no way it should have not been a point. And then they blew me up. And then he ended up, he ended up, he ended up winning the period. Boom, the match was done. And I remember asking the referee, I'm like, I said, did you already decide this? I mean, you already given it to, to Bono. Because I want to know. Because that means I'm going to have to, I can't leave it even close. <laughs> he, uh, he's like, I gave you the point. I gave you the point. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that shouldn't have been a point. Or why did you blow me up? I said, you should give me a chance to finish. He's like, the other ones didn't. And so to me, I'm like, I like that little bit of chip on your shoulder, underdog. Okay, yeah, you want to you try to take it away from me. And that's, that's a little bit of the school that I came from. And in, in a, I don't know, that's a big nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, you, and you'd oh. have people tell you like, hey, Doug, maybe it's, it's time to try something else. And uh, just be done, with, be done with your wrestling career. You know, just, just go, just move into coaching, you know. Kind of call it that. And it's like, I'm, you're, you telling me that doesn't, it actually makes me go the other way. You know, maybe I'm kind of a goofy that way, but I'm going to decide that on my own time. Like if I thought it was time, then I would have said it's time. And it, man, is, was there some was there some trips and there's some times where you're like, oh man, <laughs> what the hell am I doing? You know, am I going to break through ever? That that's part of the faith and trust in in yourself and your coaches and the people that you're around. That it's not always about getting. You know, I mean, you, everyone wants to have that gold medal draped around their neck and the flag raised and the national anthem played. Um, but to me, it's more the pursuit of that and, and, and not giving in. You know, I mean, I tell our guys all the time, I'm talking about you got something you, you want, you got a dream that you're holding on to. No one, nobody can take that away. Nobody. Only, only, I, only I decide to give that away. And that's going to be on my time. So, yeah, so even then it was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> You know, and that's and, and that's okay. You know, they they trying to look after me a little bit, but also I think as a competitor, then you know, I think you know when your time's done. And we always see these competitors. I think hang on too long, you know, and like hey, move them along. But that's they got to come at peace with that too. So yeah, I mean, I definitely had, I definitely, you definitely had that, which is it's okay. But I think it even makes it even better, you know, because I didn't didn't give up on myself. And you. Throughout that time, you, you didn't lose the faith. If you're looking back now, like, was there moments where you, you almost did, or the whole time were you ironclad in your belief? Oh, no, I mean, you're human. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, it's, everyone, you know, our revisionist history kind of, you know, it's always like, I did this right, and I did all these, and that stuff. I try to be, I mean, I'm honest as, as possible. Like, I, I remember still sitting in Cuba one time. I was down in a tournament, and, and uh, actually got beat by Garzone, which is, he was really good, um, and then lost to Bono. And... I remember Lee Fullhart was my roommate. And I remember got done with a tournament and I'm, I'm laying in the bed. And I'm just like, you know, he could just tell I was you know, feeling sorry for myself. And I remember he's like, kind of like, what in the hell are you doing? And sometimes you need that slap in the face. You know, you need that guy that's just, he's just honest with you. Like, what the hell are you doing, man? Yeah, you lost in the tournament. So what, are you going to keep chasing or not? And so then I got my ass up and, <laughs> and you had, you know, you had things that happened throughout it, but I don't know. I just, I trust in myself and man, did I ever get what I wanted? No, I mean, I didn't. I never got totally where I wanted. I got, 
I got, I sure in hell got closer than I would have gotten if I, or wouldn't, I mean, if I would have turned around at some of those points, obviously some of those things would have never happened. That breakthrough would have never happened. And so that's why I keep telling guys, just keep knocking, man, keep knocking. I don't know when it's going to come. It may never come. But at least when you look back, the things that you learned through this and the, I guess the grit, the fortitude, the belief you had in yourself, hopefully that can translate into everything you do, right? And that, man, I know when I go out in the real world, I, I will work, I will work harder and do more and put more in than almost any other human being in the world. So I know that will separate me in anything that I do, not just wrestling. You know, obviously this is incredibly competitive, but guys got to understand that everything that we do in the world is competitive, you know? So if you just think you're going to show up, um, but, oh, there were absolutely, you know, there was, there was a lot of times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember, I mean, I still remember when the national opened and getting the octagon for the first time and just, those are things that, you know, you're, you're certainly proud of, but I'm more proud of that when it comes back to it, that I never, that I, I never gave up on myself. Yeah. I love that. You think back to all those, all those times with your brother Mark, you know, running on Christmas. I mean, that, that was ingrained in you from an early age. Talk us, so you, you go to the World Championships in 07, yep. fifth place, make the Olympics in 08, yep. didn't get what you wanted. Talk us through like the day after the Olympics to getting the UNI job and kind of where you were at mentally processing that event. That event. Um, well, you know, we stayed, we st- we stayed in the Olympics. I was there. I was there because we stayed till the clothing ceremony. So they were, we were there and with my wife and we went and saw some things and were around and, um, you know, you got to have that experience a little bit, but I don't know if I've really soaked it in, you know, or really enjoyed it because so much you're thinking about what you didn't get because everything was a, Hey man, I want to make sure I want to get this gold medal. I want to get, I'm going to, I'm going to go home with something and you don't and you're kind of like, that is, you know, it's just, it's just a letdown. And you think that you, I think anytime you're competitive on me, you feel like you let people out. Cause I mean, so many, I mean, it was incredible. And you've been around and you start to see the Olympics, how much it resonates with the whole country, the whole world. It's not like world championships. Yeah. It's a big deal. But once you got to Olympics, it's everybody, everyone in the world's like their eyes are on it. They're thinking about it. It's every four years. And as a kid, you know, that is a pinnacle of our sport. It is just, it just is. And you know, it's something that you've built up and then, you know, I got home and man, I'll tell you, I, I felt sorry for myself for a long time. Did do a very good job. You know, so if, 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 if I was my athlete right now and I saw my athlete doing that, I'd, you know what, I'll give you a little bit of time, but it's not going to drag on because either you're going to move forward with your coaching, you're going to move forward with your wrestling, you're going to move forward with life, like hanging on to that and feeling sorry for yourself. And in a little bit is the the culture where I was at though I mean you had to grieve you had to mourn losses if you didn't then what the hell's wrong with you something's wrong with you what are you talking about you didn't take it that didn't you didn't take it that hard so it's almost like you almost had to play it up even more and to me now I've learned like in I'm still trying to find that right balance um, because it should hurt man you put a lot of time into something I'm not saying that it should just be dismissed <laughs> you know I mean it, it is painful but when it starts to bleed into everything else and it impacts other things in your life, I think that's when it gets to be unhealthy. But we're, I think we're always flirting that line of being healthy and unhealthy, though. Or what some people deem unhealthy. Like, if you want to be great at something, there, is a, there really is a singular, almost obsessive focus to it. Just because when you're trying to go, when you're trying to, go to the nth degree, 
you know, and heck, even college wrestling, I think there's what we're 1%, you know, and then we're talking about, okay, I'm going to be an Olympian or I'm going to be, even within our country, being on the Olympic team is pretty damn hard when you got six, you know, six, six freestyle spots, six women's spots, six. I mean, that's, that's 18 potentially if everyone qualifies. So, um, I guess I, in, to look back yet, I didn't do a very good job. Felt sorry for myself for a long time, you know, because I was focused on what I didn't get. And, and to me, I got to be able to move forward and got to be able to better example for, for my team too, from our guys. And like I said, it's just a little bit like you had to mourn your loss. You had to kind of go off on your own and you dig, you know, you dig a hole and <laughs> which that's not healthy either. I've done it. That's what I try to tell our guys. Like there's a, there's a way that it can hurt and, and you can use it as a positive. And there's a way that you can grieve, so to speak, and it can be a negative thing. And you just don't move forward and you keep holding on to it. Like, how do you use it where it can be something that can be a benefit? And that's what I've really tried to figure out as a coach. How can I use that to be more of a benefit? And how can I find a, I don't know, balance, because there's really no balance to being great. <laughs> so, you know, we say these things and I just know I learned a, a valuable lesson as far as, okay, because then I'm like, should I compete? Should I not compete? And then I'm kind of half-hearted into competing. And that's no good for anybody. I mean, I would never tell my athlete to be half-hearted. And looking back, it was, you know, but in the time, it's like, you're thinking that, oh, no, you're good. But, and that's not an excuse for my losses. That's on me. That is not on anyone else. It's not on my coaches. It's not on, it's on me not being able to recognize those things. Or just, hey, man, I need to take a break. Or, hey, I'm done with it. Because then when I, when I took the job, it's like, that was being the natural time to, you know, I'm not, I, there's no way that you can do both well. It's not even, anyone that could say they could be a head coach and compete and do it well, that's not possible. You're cheating one or the other. <laughs> and if you, and I think, I think Coleman maybe tried to do it for a little while and, you know, it just, it's just too damn hard. That's what John Smith told me when he had to coach yeah, in 92. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You need to listen to that. You know, you, yeah, he's I, like, I was shortchanging everybody. And I, because of that, I wasn't feeling confident. I was feeling guilty. We've all felt guilty because you're not putting in a full amount of work. Maybe someone like you hasn't, but like, you know, a lot of people have. And it's like, what was the turning point for you to get out of that depressive state to being able to interview for a D1 job at UNI? Uh, well, I think it goes back to even, <laughs> you know, I remember Terry, Terry Brands one time is like, like, kind of when are you going to stop pouting about this? Like, what the hell? You know, and I need that. Like, I, like to me, I need a slap in the face sometimes. Like, like kind of, yeah, what the hell are you doing? Like, what, that is not doing, it is not doing me any good. It's not doing my teammate any good. It's not doing anyone, my wife, anybody. It's not doing them any good. Me going back, like, okay, I can learn from it. Now how am I going to use it? Am I going to hold on to it and feel sorry for myself? Or am I, and, and that kind of got me to like, okay, well, I need to get my ass moving. I can't keep living in the past. Like I would tell my athlete. And then he said, I just, I kept wrestling, but I don't know. I needed to evolve and I didn't evolve. I thought I could continue to kind of do the same thing and, and the results would get better. And that's, that's crazy. That's silly. That's silly on my part. So I've, I've learned a lot as a competitor and it, it can help me as a coach and reflecting back on those things. But, you know, it got to where, you know, I mean, the, 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 the competing's winding down. Um, and there's not a ton of head coaching jobs. I mean, there really, I mean, what, you know, we're, we're still maybe under 80. I know we've added a few teams, but I mean, you got 80 division one jobs. This one came open. It's in the state of Iowa. I love being in the state of Iowa. Obviously I have connections to this place. Um, 
And to me, it was like, okay, man, that's, that's a step. That's what I want to do. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready to be, I feel like I was ready. And I don't know if you're ever ready. It's kind of like having a kid. <laughs> you just get thrown into it and you figure things out and you get ready as you go. Um, but I was, I was ready for a new challenge and I was ready to grow in, a, in, a, in different ways. Because being an assistant coach, um, you can all, you always have a buffer a little bit. You always have the head coach. You know, you can always defer to them and you can always kind of be in the back a little bit. Head coach, you don't have that. Well, I mean, you do, but then I think it impacts your team. It hurts. So you got to be willing to. And, man, I'm still learning and growing and still trying to figure things out. And I've taken things from the places I've been. And I'll just keep trying to improve and get better. Um, but it was, was this the first job you interviewed for? Head coaching job? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's the only one you've ever interviewed for. Yeah. Amazing. What was some of the big learnings? Well, like I mean, I, I have, I mean, I... I did interview for another one, but that was, that was beyond, but, yeah. um, what was it like? Uh, I mean, I, you're just like the big learnings, like coming into it, maybe like a yeah. year into it, you're like, man, if I would have known this, this, and this, I would do this differently. Was there anything that jumped out? I think, well, okay. The, the two of the other guys that, that interviewed, I think they'd been head coaches already. They came in probably a little bit more polished. They had these big plans in front of them and they're, they're, they're handing packets out and, like you need to be planning and, and absolutely. I mean, you do, you need to be, you need to be, you need to be planned and prepared, but, um, there's something to be said for passion and and belief in the, in this area. You know, I mean, I grew up here. I grew up, I grew up an hour from here. You know, I was raised in, I was raised in this gym. So there's a lot of connections there and, and wrestling in the state of Iowa is important to a lot of people. Um, so you start having those connections and I think that helps with recruiting. It helps with just support. It helps with everything. But, um, yeah, I mean, if I could go back, I would probably show them much more of a plan of kind of how I would go about things, but I was just me. Like you're asking me questions and I'm just like, Hey, this is, this is who I am. Like, I'm just being honest about, Hey, I'm going to learn things as I go. Am I going to make mistakes? Absolutely. But do I, do I believe in our athletes and this, that we can win here and we can win at the highest level? I do, 100%. And I remember meeting with the team and actually met in here. And the first thing I did is, I mean, I had a coat and tie on. And I'm like, the first thing I did is like, I took that damn thing off and put it off and took my jacket off. And it's like, that's not, that's not really me. This is me, you know? And I want you guys to, I want you guys to know that. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't, I probably wasn't very polished. You know, when it comes down to it, it depends on what, what, uh, you know, what the AD is looking for. I know I had some people that backed me and were behind me and certainly helped me get this job. I don't know if I'd have got the opportunity, but hopefully when they look back and, you know, the AD that was here at the time, Troy looks back and is like, and the, the committee's like, yeah, we, okay, we ended up being the right call. Well, I look at 2014, I think it's like four or five years into it for you. You guys go undefeated in dual meets. Put three on the on the big board. Peters, um, Peters, Cologne, Laser, yeah, Laser, yeah. yeah. I mean that that had to be a breakout year for. The, I mean, a, a lot of years coming, but it had to be a breakout year for the program. Yeah, it, it it was for sure. I mean, just from you know the first few years, we had guys close, round eight guys, and then you know bone bone loader place, and then you know you start getting where you get multiple guys placing, and that becomes. I don't. It's never commonplace. It's never easy. But it just becomes like that's what guys, the tradition, they start coming in. I can win here. And, and those expectations are set. And you've been around, and you've, I know you've been around programs. You talk with those guys and you see programs that are trying to build and that they have a tradition already. They don't, they don't just rely on that tradition. 
but guys come in fully believing, trusting. You know what I mean? So having an HTM a few years ago, that, that helped other, everyone else to me behind him, like, believe it. Doesn't make it easier, but like, and I can do it here too. I just watched this guy do it. He was my teammate and I saw what he did. And, you know, I think that's where you start having those footsteps because we've kind of look at 84 because some people ask about, you know, we'll look at 84, you know, all these years, like, I think the guy behind is like, well, he did this and this, I'm the next guy in line, I'm, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to raise the ante. And I think that's what we've, we've had a little bit, but, um, that's a big year though. Yeah, it was, it was, that was, that was a huge year for our team and just heck, you know, that we can, we can be consistent. We can be consistent where we are, we are one of the better teams. You have to recognize, cause I think we went down, we went and went down to Oklahoma and that year. And I think they beat Oklahoma state early in the year and maybe they were third or fourth in the country. We went down and beat them. And, you know, so there was a, there was a lot of things to build off of. And now we just got to get back to that and even raise that level. But yeah, we think about, you know, when guys come in, there's always got to be someone to do it first. And, you know, for you guys, it was foster, but even going back to 2000, you know, Tony Davis yeah, yeah. first in 63 and uh, coach Manning says, you know, when he came in, he was like the guy who came in that just expected to win right away and it raised everyone else's level. Cause he wasn't going just to like qualify and get some experience. He was going to win. Yeah. You know? well, and, and that does rub off, you know? And so does the other way. Like, Oh, we just want to be part of it. Oh, we're happy to be here. And I'm not saying that that's not accomplishment to be there, but if we're going to be there, we might as well, we must try to get more. I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, we can put, we can believe or not believe, you know, I mean, it takes about the same amount of energy. So just, it just where your focus lies, but I knowing Tony and hearing about him and being able to compete with him. I mean, I can see that it was a guy like talking about, I'm going to win. I mean, he said he's won all the way up. Why would it be any different? Just because I'm at college, I know it's going to be a little bit tougher, man, but I've won at every level. I'm going to win at this level too. I mean, I think you kind of saw that and, and, and knowing him a little bit through the Williams brothers, um, you know, I mean, those guys, those guys did a whole lot of winning for a long time and they didn't have, maybe they didn't, they didn't have a whole lot, but they, they had each other, man. And they, they were, and they get scrap <laughs> up and down. I got, you know, I get to get to roll with TJ a whole bunch, man. That's one of, that's one of the better guys that I've ever got to put my hands on. And I got, I got to work out with Tony a few times. One of the more explosive guys that I've ever wrestled and worked out with. Um, and those guys, they make, they make you better because oh, you're like, and you feel that and you're like, man, I, I'm going to have to either figure out how, to not let that happen or I'm going to have to be able to raise my pace or I'm, you know, just your speed has to, your speed has to increase. You know, I think it's like a, like a fastball, like a fastball, you know, you start seeing that thing and then it's 90, but all of a sudden it's a hundred. It takes a little bit to catch up. But once you, once you feel that, then you can, you can start to catch up to it. So, I mean, I don't know. I always love being able to, to wrestle and compete with those guys just because it raised your level and made it better. But things I've heard about Tony, um, you know, heck that was, said 2000 and we had a we had a big gap but he had a big gap too in between division one champs um and it you know heck he got second the year before and then win but i mean he had a, he had a heck of a, a college career you know you think about yeah two-time juco champ finalist as a junior champ as a senior no red shirt and like that's a rare rare breed <laughs> that's incredible and to be able to like consistently perform at the high level you know because the skill was there the wrestling talent was there. Conditioning was mostly there, but just the mind to be there every time is like special. Yeah. Well, it's anyone can stay on top for a long time. You know, we were talking about Tom Brady, just that they can sustain that success. What do they do? And I don't think they ever take it for granted though. You know, it's like they continue to evolve and work and build and not like, Oh, I, I'm here. I've made it. And then, Oh, 
like, okay, yeah, well, this guy's running too, but I'm just going to keep running faster and stay ahead of him. Um, but so what man, was it? What that, was it? Like? Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. No, I mean that guy. Sorry. He he said he won. He won all the way up and becomes becomes an expectation. Like for yourself, like I I can win. And then when you do the work, when you do the work with it, then you can you can keep that gap. But it's just it's so dang competitive, man. When you can stay at that high level for that long, um, I don't. I always you always try to kind of key into those guys and what the heck is this guy doing? Because he's being able to keep it at that kind of level for that long. What's he doing? And I think. You know, if we go back to talk about, and I'm thinking about a guy like Burroughs, I mean, I think he's really, he's really elevated everyone's game though in the U.S. just from what's it like to be a real pro. Right. I mean, you think about that. It's like, he's the epitome of it. And you know, John, I'm saying John before, but I'm saying right now, like, man, that he's done it as well as anybody and to do it for that long. And to come back after having your heart broke at the 2020 Olympic trials, that had to be such a win for him to get, to get back on the team and win this year. Um, and just going back to some of your early days with TJ, what, what was, were you at Iowa when he came in? Yeah. Yep. We're, we're same, we're same, we're same age. So he, you know, he, he went to Jugo, he redshirted, then he came in a sophomore year. Um, I was 41, he's 49 and we, we ended, we ended up winning national titles 41, 49 that year. Uh, but I just remember him coming in and man, the work ethic, like he came in to prove a point. Like I, like I'm here for a reason. I'm going to win everything. And he won everything that year. And it didn't matter. And I'll tell you, there, I don't know if there's anybody faster. Like his sprint lap, if he wanted to win a sprint lap, he could win every damn sprint lap. And I, I remember him coming in and I'm like, whoa. And you just, like he had a look in his eye too. Like it was, it was hardcore. I mean, when he came in that first year, it was like, I'm, I'm here to prove something to everybody that I'm the best guy in the country. And you know what? And he did. And he did, and that was like I just I just remember when he came in, and we we got to we got to we got to roll some. Um, I mean, he just so quick, explosive, great. I mean, great gas tank too. We just we we've been talking about a switch because we've been <laughs> one of the most incredible switches, you know. He did do it to everybody, uh, but I just that's all that's what I really remember that first year because I because I pride myself like I'm gonna be and I'm gonna be I'm gonna outwork everybody. I'm going to be the last one in here. I'm going to win this sprint. I'm going to do these things, all that stuff. And man, he was right. There. He was right there for all of it. And it was, it was actually pretty awesome because it, it helped raise my, raise my level too. What did it feel like the last Quick, strong, explosive, good snaps, snaps to angles really well. Good reattacks. Um, couldn't let him have too much space. <laughs> but he gets stung. You know, you get stung, stung some early. He's snapping around corner real well. Um, just, just really, really solid everywhere. You know, you wrestle, get, got to be able to put my hands on a lot of guys, which has been pretty fun, you know, but thinking about getting to work out and train with him, that was, it was fun. Cause it was a, it was a real challenge, man. Cause I was probably going to get scored on quite a bit early. And then, you know, Hey, you're going to try to, you're going to try to chip away. And like I said, just match that and not, not that you can match the speed but then i have to i have to be able to get ahead of it or i got to keep better position or there's certain things that i have to do that that make me have to raise my level or i'm gonna get my ass kicked every day and so you start figuring out how to get your ass kicked a little bit less <laughs> can't stand in front of that guy I imagine right no man not at all. so going into the 99 ncaa tournament do you remember where that one was held yeah penn state yep and tell us about, like, did you know anything about Tony Davis before that tournament? Well, I mean, being, obviously being in the state of Iowa, you know, we wrestled, we wrestled, we wrestled you and I, we saw them and we saw them at events. 
Um, I mean, so you know a little bit, but I don't, I don't know as paid attention as much as maybe you guys do now. Just because, I mean, like I said, social media, your phone, rankings, and I mean, you pay, you, you're aware of it. And so anyone says they're not aware of it, they're full of it. But how much they're aware of it, I think it's just more now. I mean, so you see, you're, you're able to see guys more, but um, no one, like I said, no one TJ. And then, you know, those guys wrestled in the finals together. They went to the same the same club, which is, I mean, that's incredible, though. You, you're raised in a, in a club, and you guys are going to compete against each other at the national tournament. I mean, what, I mean, how cool is that for that club? But also, you know, for them, a little bit where that, I mean, that's, that's incredible because they probably thought about that growing up. And then it happened, but also a little bit bittersweet because, you know, I mean, that's even, I mean, that's, that's like my, one of my dang brothers there, you know, and I'm, I got to wrestle him for a national title. So I know that wasn't, that wasn't an easy match for, for those guys, but, you know, that's, that's the way it goes sometimes. Got to rip his heart out. That's just the, someone's going to have their heart ripped out. And you think about, if you had two kids from the same kids club wrestle in any round at the NCAA tournament, it'd be unreal, right? Just like the chances of being at the same weight. But then to get there, to make it through Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and those weight classes back then were just ridiculous. Um, like guys like Freyer weren't even sniffing the podium. You know, you have Lawrence in there a little bit later. So for them to make it through that and get to the finals is like crazy. Um, and just before we get to that match, talk a little bit about just how much of a grind and how tough that NCAA double tournament is mentally for guys to get through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. And I tell you, because I talked to the team the other week, and because you got kind of always get in coaching mode and trying to learn from the things, but you know, we wrestled, we wrestled a heck of a meet against Missouri, just focus, effort, energy. And I'm like, okay, you win the first round of nationals. What's that get you? It gets you the second round. It doesn't get, you have to be able to, you have to be able to do that multiple times. You have to be able to do that really five times. If you, if you want to win an, if you want to win an Australia, you got to be able to do that five times. So, um, I think that goes back to a little bit of how you train too. Um, not a little bit, a lot of how you, how you train and not being, not being, not being, I guess, surprised by any of it. Like kind of expecting to be there, not taking it for granted, but just man, every round, every round to me is like, you're, I'm just, I'm just ramping back up. And, and I believe, I just believed I was going to win. You had, you had people around you that, I mean, that was a, that was a really tight team race too. <laughs> it came down to the final, it came down to the final match. I think if Lesnar would have won, then Minnesota would have won. So, you know, I mean, it was, it was that, but it was also like, this is what I'm here for. This is exactly why I came to this place. This is what I believed would happen. I saw these guys all in front of me do it. And now I'm here and I'm going to take advantage of it too. I just knew I was prepared. What, so, what so, feelings does it evoke just to go back now as a coach when you go into that tournament and you get there Thursday morning? I mean, what does it feel like to be there on the floor? Uh, I mean, you get some goosebumps. You're excited. I'm just I'm excited because as a competitor, I mean, I told, I think every competitor, like one time we'd love to be able to go back one time, especially with where your mind's at right now. If you could put some of that into your guys, <laughs> and that's really what you're trying to do. But I think it's just, man, three of the funnest days, it's three of the most heart-wrenching days, but also the culmination of, of your season, culmination of your, your work. And obviously we're more than, we're more than our national tournament and whatever, whatever we land on the podium or don't land on the podium, but that is a culmination of that work and something guys have thought about maybe for years and years and years. So to me, it's take a deep breath, relax, and let's enjoy this opportunity, man. And then I get, I get 420 seconds. I'm going to take, manage that 420 seconds and then everything else. And I kind of say like, 
kind of like a meter, you know, like when we're, when we're on, that meter's on. We get into that arena and we're ready to wrestle, that meter's on. As soon as we cool down, we're back off, boom, it's back off. And that's it. And then we're back to, and then just being able to do that. And I think that's a, that's a skill. I keep saying things are skills, but they're, anyone says that some of these guys, you know, some, these, 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 these great athletes are great because they just were born with it. It's BS. (laughs) Like, dude, maybe there's some things absolutely that, that they, they have in them, but man, they've worked for it and they've honed those skills. I mean, you're talking about Tom Brady, he's still on top of the, He's still as good as anybody. And you think it's just it's because he's a it's because he's continued to build and evolve and you see his training training ethic and how he goes about things and that he doesn't let anything slide. The one word I found with every champion is consistency. Like it's a consistent approach every day, no matter what they're doing, like any facet of their life, it's all focused around their goal and it's consistent every day. And like if you just do that with full effort, not just, but if you do it with full effort every day eventually you're going to get where you're at, but that's the hardest thing, right? Because every, sometimes you wake up, maybe your girlfriend did something, maybe you had some family situation, all kinds of distractions can come up, but only the real champions can block out the noise, as we were saying, and get it done. And so, you know, that, that, that NCAA tournament, it's, it's life in a, it's life in an incubator, you know, like a three-day, like all these distractions, all these other things that you can, you can let, all these anxieties and fears that you can let come in, or can you just, focus on what is right in front of you that is it even you know you look at a bracket like it's what's right in front of me it's this this match right here nothing because every you know everyone kind of prognosticates and they'll play out a little bit it's it's really just can i just stay focused that's the same thing you're talking about here can i do that in here can i do that in my everyday life can i be consistent with it now do i get thrown off course as soon as it's harder than i thought it was going to be or i get beat or Holy shit, coach did not say it was going to be this hard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it is. And we I try to never make any, any, uh, try False to always promises. be very clear with our yeah. guys that, that it is going to be hard. Don't ever expect it to not be hard. But if you've made the choice, then, then, then the seconds, the seconds aren't minutes and the minutes aren't hours and the hours aren't freaking days. You know, they're, you enjoy, you enjoy because you know what you're becoming through the process. What do you remember about Tony and, and TJ and their match that finals that year? Well, you know, you, you, get, you get done with your match and you're, you feel pretty good about winning a national title. But also, I think that put us, I want to say that might have put us by, up by two points. You know, so that put, that, 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 swung, that, swung, that swung us back ahead in the, national, in the national championships. Put us ahead of Minnesota by two and then, you know, TJ, we're like, hey, he needs to win. Because I think Minnesota still had three coming in the finals. We had one head-to-head. Um, but I still remember him hitting with a hitting with the double leg, and Tony almost kind of jumped over top of it, and he finished it. Uh, and that was really, I think, maybe the the, the one score one score of the match um, that that you had the whole time. But it's, I think I was still probably thinking a little bit about, man, I just won. <laughs> but also, then you know, to me, being a great teammate is too. Is like, it's a you know, it's like, hey, we man, we need to be we need to get anything we do for this guy. I mean, in, at that point, there's not a whole lot you can do for your teammate other than cheer and be excited. And, and uh, you know, we actually had a, we had a couple of those. I mean, the next year too, me and TJ are, you know, we both got third that year. We, we were both national champs. The next year we both got third and we're sitting and watching Jurgens have to win a match. And then I think, I think Pritzloff beat Heskett. And I mean, you know, it was like it was two, two years in a row. It's, it's, 
it's one match. They win one match. It's national title for the other team. So, I mean, that was pretty cool to be a part of too, though. You know, just knowing that you you had an impact on a national title title race too. You're not just your your national title didn't just win it for you. It helped win it for your team. When just not being in the finals again just makes you realize how rare and how special it is to be there. You know, and so you're you're th- you're there, and you're like, man, that is just like such a special moment to be yeah, there. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks sitting and watching. I can tell you that. I mean, even it's what every every year, man. I'm sitting up in the stands watching. I'm like, man, I didn't want to be. You know, I want to. Let's let's have guys out there the next year, and then you do everything you can to make sure that happens. And the next year, then you do it again, then you do it again, you do it again. And um, I don't know, it's it's never fun sitting and watching. I mean, but you learn watching, and you just ingrain certain things in your head. Like, okay, man, I'm I'm not gonna be sitting here next year, but I guess what am I gonna do between now and then that's gonna make it so I'm not sitting up there on, on Saturday night? And so the next year, TJ goes up, Mike Zadek steps in the lineup. Yep, that, that was, yep, that was, yep, 2000, yep. And you and I actually wrestled a duel at Carver. So early that year, you and I that year had a crazy schedule. Manning was, like, insane. But it was Minnesota, at Iowa, and then he wrestled a bunch of Big Ten schools. But you guys go to Iowa. You guys, you and I, went to Iowa. You're on the team. And the Iowa newspaper wrote an early season tune-up for Iowa. They're expected to win nine or ten matches. And the Panthers actually came down and fought and won a couple matches. And Tony and Zadek was a pretty heat about. I don't know if you have any memories of that duel, but... Uh... Oh, man, I got to think about it. I mean, usually I can, kind of, I, can, I can kind of go back into thinking about kind of matches and duels and how kind of things went. Um, you even remember them coming down at all? Or? I do. Yeah, I mean, I do. I do, I do remember, and I kind of remember their match being back and forth. Well, that, and even that year, like, Mike, heck, we wrestled off still. We still wrestled off. I won a national title, and Mike still wrestled me off at 41. It, then he then then I beat him and Jimmy's kind of like we're not doing this all year because we did it all year the year before and so he went he ended up he ended up going up to 41 49 I stayed down at 41 what kind of wrestler was Zadik ah man brawl I mean just good head position brawl he's hard really hard to move I mean you know I mean he's kind of He's got, he's got, <laughs> he's kind of got that, that round back and shoulders. And I mean, he's, he's not an easy, he's not an easy guy to move. Uh, really good pushing off, pushing off elbow, running through. Just remember he, he was really hard to get to and score on, but got to his legs. He had a pretty, a pretty good chance, but getting to his legs was not easy. And yet we, we had, <laughs> we had some heated, we had some heated bouts, you know, I mean, and, and the thing is, is now, now, now we're good friends. Heck. Two summers ago, stayed out there, stayed at his house, took my family out there. Heck, we're having dinner with his family, and I'm thinking, 20 years ago, I was like, I think they would have buried me in the dang, this dang mountain other than have me here for dinner. <laughs> but that's, that's part of being a competitor, but it's also part of growing and learning and like having a mutual respect for each other. Um, and, and Mike made me better. I mean, in that year, I don't, I'm telling you, I don't know if in, in, in 99, I don't know if I'm a national champion without having that guy in that room every day pushing me. And how do you compare Zadek style versus a TJ Williams style? Uh, I mean, TJ, snap a little more, snap and follow. A little bit more, more level change, just explosive. But they're both pretty dang explosive. Um, different, I wrestled, I wrestled Mike a little bit more as we got, you got later in our careers too. Um, but I don't know, it's always, it, it's always fun wrestling with some of the better guys, though. You learn from them, and you get better, and like, hey, man, if I got beat today in practice, uh, so what? 
you know, I'm, but I think we all felt like no matter what, when we went through that room, when we were battling with each other, when we went out in competition, I don't say it was easier, but it's like, holy cow, man, look at these guys that I'm training with every day. Like, I, 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 think, I, think, I think I'm ready to go. Yeah. And you mentioned you were friends with Zadok on a personal level. What kind of, this is the last question, is, are you friends with TJ on a personal level? And what kind of person is TJ? Yeah, we, do, we keep up with one another. Um, you know, obviously his, his son, and, you know, he's, he's, he's healthy now, doing well. He's in mission, you know, he, and, you know, I just, I started thinking about, man, I got kids about his age. And how, my boys are going through that. <laughs> you know, so I mean, part of you know, kind of just checking in, how how's things going, how you doing, just because you you know, one you care about you care about your teammate, put time together, and and heck, man, you got a kid that you got a kid, a young kid that's hurting, man, and I know if that was my son, man, I would do anything, anything to take that away, and I'm sure he felt the same way, and I know he did. Um, so just checking in, and hey, we can, care about you, man. Anything we can do, even though we're five hours away, if there's some way we can help. And I think we had we actually had him be a captain for one of our matches. And, you know, we, we raised some money for him and did some things just to any way that we can help. I mean, that's one thing that's to me, the wrestling community is, it's pretty incredible. And just the outreach, how much that wrestlers will help wrestlers and support wrestlers and just appreciation that we have for each other. And Hey, yeah, can we, here's the thing is, can we do this and clash and battle? And then as soon as we clash and battle, then we should be able to put our arms around each other too after. And, I, and that's then, you know, do I want a guy hugging me every time after, if he beat me? I don't know. <laughs> but I also know that, man, I have, should have a healthy respect for them because I know for them to be able to do that to me or to beat me, what they would have had to done to go through that. And I just think, I think as a sport, just any way that we can show that appreciation, I just think people in general, I mean, you're, you've been around the sport and I think you get start to see it more, even the guys that go out. And they go out and they go out in business or they go out in life. And people kind of, we have a reputation, but I think sometimes it's, it's it, it can be, it can waver on a negative reputation. And it's not negative at all. It's just, hey, we're very focused. Like, okay, maybe we don't take a bunch of BS. You know what? Maybe we're not just going to be, you know, some things that I think the world needs more of that some people get rubbed wrong with. And now, does that mean everyone's always on the right? I'm not saying that either. But I'm saying that some of the things that, that this board instills, we are missing in, in our country and our world right now, and we need more of it. And when you're not around wrestlers, it's like a weird feeling sometimes, right? If you ever like go to like a, like a friends gathering or like a, an event, it's just like normal people there, and they're not like killers, and you're like, God, it's just different. You know, I, I remember I started my first sales job, and my boss like a month in, he's like, hey, bro, no one likes you. And I'm like, because I was coming in savage mode, headphones on. And I learned to lighten up, and I think we can lighten up a little bit yeah. in wrestling. We don't have to be hard asses, but there's a level of intensity, though, that you're talking about that's important. Just a level of work and consistency yeah. and that we expect out of, like, in, can, can, we find, can we find a balance? I mean, can I, I, mean, I feel like I can be pretty lighthearted, and I'm joking, and the next, next thing I'm like, you know, I'm like there, and sometimes I think the team's not sure. They're like, is he, is he joking, or is he? And I kind of like that a little bit, but, yeah. like, but you got to be able to, kind of be able to keep that and I think you should you can you can be able to turn that thing on on and off and you don't always have to be on as far as like killer savage mode but as I think you're on as far as a certain expectation or a level that you expect out of yourself you know that you're not going to compromise I think to me a lot of wrestlers are very deeply principled 
And some people appreciate that. Some people don't. And you know what? I mean, that, that's kind of life in general, though. But I, there's a lot of great people in the sport, man. And I'm glad that I've been grateful for being around them. You know, and, and a guy like TJ, man, he helped me. He made me better. Like I said, when he came in that first year and just, I mean, you just saw it in his eyes. Like, he is going after something. It's like, this dude, he's really going after this thing and coming in for a purpose. And, like, I'm not just, I'm not just Joe's little brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'll show you. And he did, and he did, man. I mean, he had a hit phenomenal year. I mean, he lost one match in his whole college damn career. He was ninety-eight and one or something crazy. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I was, but yeah, you you know, you keep up with those guys, and as anything, you know, you you move apart. But I think to me, as soon as you see guys, to me, it's like right back. You're right back to where you were. Like you know, you're talking about oh, you remember this match and this things and those things, and and it's like you remember that training and just. I think the connection and bond that you have, and that's what I try to tell these guys, the bond that you have is, this bond that you have is, it's second to none, man. I mean, it's, 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 it's absolutely incredible. Um, Doug Schwab, thank you so much, man. Thanks, thanks, we got it for the folks, listen, we got a team of guys in here ready to roll right now. <laughs> and I brought you, uh, brought you some gear, coach. These are for, uh... And that's the end of Wrestling Changed My Life. We're proudly presented by Spartan Combat. Spartan Combat is a wrestling clothing company who sponsors athletes such as Kyle Dake, Yanni D, David Carr. Go to SpartanCombat.com to purchase gear or check out their national tournament taking place April in Jacksonville, Florida.